Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Constructed Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Kenny Groom, Kenny Groom, excuse me, and Joe Jaro. Kenny and Joe are the creators of The Upstarts, currently on Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Kenny, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, why don't you start us off with a quick bio about yourself? Uh, well, uh, as, as you mentioned, my name is Kenny Groom. Uh, I am the creator and writer of uh, Upstarts, well, co-creator. Joe is my partner in that one. Um, I, I, I wrote Upstarts for Inkforge Studios. I also have my own um, comic series called uh, Low Life that I put out under my own label called Old Dog Digital. I've done mm-hmm. work in the past with Identity Comic Studios. Those guys have gone on to work for um, like Nickelodeon and, and uh, Warner Brothers and whatnot. Uh, I've been writing since ever since I can remember in some form or another. There was a point where I was going to be a rock and roll guy, but you know I ended up uh, spending a lot of time playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and, and writing stories that way, and then moving on and doing um, doing comics. You know, I still play Dungeons and Dragons. Though. I don't want you guys to think that. I gave that up. That's that's important. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that, that's that's my bio. Very cool. And and Joe, how about a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, as Kenny said, I'm co-creator of uh, Upstarts. More so, character designs. Um, definitely, uh, Kenny's the the writer and the the brainchild of it. And um, he actually kind of just took uh, one of my characters, Griffin, who I. Um, created a long time ago. I don't even know if you guys ever heard of this um, site called um, Entervoid.com. Uh, it's basically, it's, it's kind of like the artists uh, challenging other artists and to make the little story, like, you know, five, six panels um, uh, and people vote on it. So basically that's where Griffin came from. Um, I've been doing comics. I first got published uh, doing a Western anthology, like the uh, eight pager short story through image comics um called uh outlaw territory volume two um did a little small stuff for like xenoscope um and then you know did uh did upstarts and uh one of um kenny's um other titles called broken um we can definitely talk about that a little bit too that, that, that I, I really love that story as well um the most recent uh published work I did was for um, Lion Forge Studios, or Lion Forge Comics, um, their title Incidentals. Uh, I did two volumes with them. Um, and now working on Upstarts too. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And um, so Kenny and, and Joe, whoever wants to go first about this. So like, uh, where did the uh, idea for Upstarts come from? Because it's a, it's a, there's a lot of elements, at least in the first issue, you know, there's a lot of elements coming together to create a very unique sci-fi world. So, and uh, and a premise that's very cool as well. So, where did the idea originate? Um, you know, I I hate to beat a dead horse, but it, it's all Dungeons and Dragons. You know, awesome. <laughs> what I did was I, I played with um, some of my friends, and that was probably back in the maybe 1994. You know, and it was probably the favorite group of friends I ever played with, and uh, you know. Fast forward to uh, many, many years later, obviously, and um, I said, you know what, that was fun. We had some fun times. We, we were pretty creative for our age. So I went ahead and I kind of uh, stepped it up to sci-fi. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, the inspiration for that game, my kids were young at the time. They started, they would, their whole thing, they didn't want to watch TV shows. They wanted to watch YouTube. So uh-huh. I said, well, you know, so 20 
you know, 5,000 years in the future, I'm pretty sure any media is going to be user generated. Right. So right. that's where it came from. I added that. And then I added an element of, uh, um, some of those favorite characters and, and, uh, built on it from there. That's very cool. And then did you and, and Joe then work on the look for the book or did you have an idea for the look of it? And then, just came to Joe with that and he did his thing and made it happen. I, yeah. I, I generally, I come up with the idea. It was obviously like the, um, the asteroid was my idea, but then I just told him, I said, look, you know, it's science fiction far flung. And he kind of, Joe, I don't really have to tell him a whole lot. I don't have to describe <laughs> every minute detail. I, you know, I give him sci-fi and he can run with it. And he just kind of designs everything from there based around the script that I sent him. That's very cool. And Joe, what were your inspirations for the characters and their designs and the world, uh, I guess? Yeah, no, like I said, uh, Griffin was a totally different character when I first created him. Um, yeah, I'm not a writer. I didn't have a, a backstory with him, but he's just like one of those, like a character that I've had forever. Mm-hmm. Um, had, you know, no plans for him, really. And it was kind of funny how um, we got upstarts uh, together. Um, Don... Um, and Chris, who were with uh, Ink Force Studios, Chris actually reached out to me, and you know they, they wanted to start a studio, um, and they reached out to me, and you know if, if I wanted to join, do anything with them, and somehow I got them to, or I thought about Kenny, and somehow it was around the same time. And I don't know if I told Kenny, and then Kenny came up. I don't remember if you can remind me if I told you and then you came up with, Hey, let's do upstarts or you had it in mind already. Upstarts, and it just we kind of happened. I think we actually, you and I had already started working on upstarts before they reached yes. out to you. And You're uh, right. Yeah. So, so, uh, but yeah, we had, we had a, like, I was trying to do everything myself at the time. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously I was, I was broke. So I, you know, but we got, we got a couple of pages going and I think they saw the upstarts pages and asked you, to, to talk to them about it a little bit. That, that's where it kind of all got started. It continued yeah. from there. And, and as far as inspiration for like the look and everything, um, I love sci-fi stuff. Uh, I used to, you know, I love, I, I used to be an anime back, you know, back in the day, um, show my age, like Ninja Scroll and like Ghost in the Shell and all of that kind of stuff. Not really so much the stuff that's all right now, like Robotech and stuff like that. Um, Star Wars, of course, a big, big, huge Star Wars head. Um, so kind of just, you know, taking stuff from that and, um, stuff that I've seen from artists, uh, that I, you know, I love seeing like Oliver Coypel and, you know, Terry Dodson and all that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, where I get them from. I can definitely see the ghost in the shell anime aspect looking through the book right now. Like there's like, you've got, you've got a lot of the similar archetypes and especially a lot of the same like sort of armor designs as those characters do, but not like where it's like completely like a rip off or anything like that. It's so very imaginative and very cool. I totally ripped it off. You did. Good for you. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's, it, it's got such a cool and unique look for, especially for an indie comic, but also for an indie sci-fi book. Um, I'm always interested to know what your inspirations were there. Yeah. But so, I can let Matt ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you guys said that you had worked on a series before. I think you said it was called broken. Is that, is that correct? Broken actually came after Upstarts 1. Okay. Broken is a, um, again, the, I, I have a series set in a, like it's a wasteland fantasy type, uh, think Mad Max, but 
think if Mad Max and Lord of the Rings had a child, so it's a fantasy okay. that the world advanced normally and mm-hmm. then an apocalypse happened, be it magic or nukes or whatever, or just a general apocalypse. Um, and now people are trying to make it. But what I did was I focused on a villain. Uh, that series is called The Low Life. But then there was a spinoff story uh, based on a, uh, you know, a whole bunch of these. The, there's a, a, a LARP group uh, that goes out. It's out west. Called, they go to something called Wasteland Weekend. Mm-hmm. These people spend all year building their costumes, making uh, Mad Max-like cars. But anyway, one of the uh, – I had a, like a, a costume contest. Hey, Wastelanders, enter. And it blew up. Just like I, I, my inbox blew up. I must have had like 500 pictures of men, women, everybody that wanted to be in this book. And I picked one and put her in the book. And uh, she became instantly became a fan favorite of that series. So we did a spinoff story based on that character. Uh, and Joe drew it for me. I ended up rebooting the whole Low Life series. But Brooklyn's still out there as well. Okay, so how did you how did you guys hook up? How, Kenny, Kenny and Joe, how did you guys uh, form? You know, the writer writer and artist uh, combination here. Um, about twenty years ago, we have a friend who actually has uh, his group has like a podcast and they uh, like a video show, a pop culture video show um, called Loading Snacks. But uh, a mutual friend of ours, the guy that uh, does a lot of, a lot with that, his name's uh, Brandon. He actually introduced me and Joe probably 20 years ago now, you know, oh, and yeah, it's close to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we tried various failed projects and stuff. Yes. And then with this one, uh, you know, we, we lose touch and then we get back in touch. But then with this one, we finally, uh, uh, got back together and, and, you know, the sparks flew and we actually managed to finish these books. So it's, it's been working pretty well. That's awesome. That's really cool. How many issues did uh, broken go for? Was it just, uh, it's one right now. It's the one, one issue? Yeah, okay. yeah, just the one issue. And uh, the second one, hopefully we'll get it done sometime. There's actually always there's supposed to be one or two. Again, it was going to be a total of 30 pages. But, oh, nice. um, you know, we uh, uh, we did half of it and, you know, rocked it out pretty well. So who knows, maybe someday we'll get, we'll get the other one out there. I'm definitely going to check that one out. And uh, so with um, issue two of Upstarts, are you just continuing from where issue one left off? Yeah, it's pretty much starting where uh, the captain of their precinct, because, I, you know, I don't know if you read in the story, these guys really aren't supposed to be doing police work. They're just supposed to shoot people they think are bad. But now they're on this most popular team cast in the galaxy, so making a promise that they're going to capture this creature and bring it to justice, or uh, at least, you know, save the city. So now billions of people think it's so. So it starts off pretty much where it left off, but more with the captain actually telling those guys to stay away from Mel Macabre, the, the lady who has the tube cast. And, you know, needless to say, I'm pretty sure they're going to blow that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like, it's, it's just amazing with this first issue, how you just throw us into this world and most of it's just action Yeah, for that first part of it. And uh, so did you, so Joe, and uh, what's your approach to drawing a lot of action sequences? Um, I have an animation background. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually went to school for animation, uh, UArts in Philadelphia. Um, so I see a lot of, um, like when I do my panels, uh, I kind of look at them as like still shots. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like storyboarding, basically. Um, I mean, that's what essentially comics are. But I see it as, a, uh, as an animator or maybe even a filmmaker, if I want to go that far. 
but like different angles and stuff like that and you know obviously watching some sci-fi movies action movies which you know that's definitely love doing um just taking elements from that um and just uh you know putting them in three by <laughs> whatever <laughs> panels <laughs> you know try to get that kind of like that money shot um um yeah and uh try to go from there um i love doing a lot of like different angles um yeah. even even like when uh mundane stuff that they're doing maybe they're like talking in an office or whatever mm-hmm. i try to make it you know a little more vibrant um so you know people can actually engage and you know uh, have interest in it yeah i loved uh i was sending matt some screenshots earlier of, of a couple of pages and i i loved your your layout and your composition you have a a very natural move like you know the, your eye the eye moves very naturally through your pages and stuff so thank you where were you trained like where did you pick up like your comic skills from with the background in animation that's like that's crazy um so like i said i went to school for animation um but i mean to be honest like graduating i was i felt like i was more of an illustrator like okay. i can take that one shot and work on it forever um I didn't really get into. I tried a little bit of hand in high school doing some comics, but nothing, nothing, you know, serious at all. But um, I started. Uh, so another mutual friend of ours, uh, they had um, uh, a studio um, that I that I joined with them, um, and they were, you know, big into comics, you know, creating their own comics and stuff like that. So you know, I was like, all right, let's you know try my hand in that and. Um, it's definitely a process. My first ones, like I look at them now and I'm like, I just want to vomit. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Um, but yeah, just through practice, um, obviously get inspiration from the, the artists that I, that I look up to, um, you know, picking it like when I go to the comic store and more so I just pick up what, you know, catches my eye and, you know, if I have an artist that I'm following, I don't necessarily follow any kind of stories or anything like that, but um, yeah, just inspiration from other artists that are that have been doing it. Definitely, that's awesome. So, so I have a question for Kenny, uh, a writing question, because um, it seems like uh, with some of your descriptions, you 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 can build a story based on a character, but you can also build a story based on like a concept. Which one of those two is sort of your your favorite way to? maybe build a story or, or come up with an idea? Um, you know, honestly, it's, it's, it's very different. You know, I get inspiration. It, it just kind of hits me and it's, it is what it is. I, I have to say though, generally I'm going to start with a character, mm-hmm. um, at least a central character or at least a set of characters. Uh, like I might have a concept for a group um, of, of characters, but you know, sometimes I might see something that, that might make me say, Hey, you know what? I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'd like to, to write a story in a world like that. So again, it could go both ways, but ultimately before I put pencil to paper, um, as they say, I, I tend to think of uh, think of the character that, that is uh, gonna be the, the sort of protagonist, or again, in the case of one life, the pro-antagonist, <laughs> so. Okay, so I have a follow-up on that, and this is a little this is a little selfish on my part because I'm somebody who needs to get better at uh, developing characters. Um, how do you like? What do you think one of the most important thing it, things are to to have a compelling character? Um, 
you know, for comics, it's, I have to, I hate to say this, and this is kind of this is kind of silly, but if you're talking about comics mm -hmm. uh, in general, you, they gotta look cool. They gotta look the part, or at least look right for the part that you're gonna do it. And that's where the artist comes in. Um, if the artist doesn't do a good enough job uh, designing your picture of them, uh, sometimes it can it can be an issue. But um, as far as keeping that the audience focused on that character, uh, I tend to say something about their personality that makes them very different or be it their goal or their desire or be it just something about them. Uh, in the case of Griffin, he's a street guy, but he wants to be, um, he wants to have his own TV show, his own two cast where, where the cameras follow him around and he's, he's seen by billions of people across the galaxy, which he gets, but not through his own TV show. Someone else that already has those followers catch up. So now he's still stuck with his whole two subscribers, but he's been seen by billions of people as this great hero. Um, in the case of the low life, it's somebody who's just, just a big, I don't know what kind of, a big a-hole, so I don't know what kind of language he is, but yeah, he's, he's a big jerk. So like, um, uh, his, his motivations are purely selfish. So um, yeah, that's, that's just motivations to keep him there. Something different though. Very cool. very cool. And, I, and then so that's great leading into my next question, which was then to Joe, cause I was going to ask Joe, uh, what he wants, what, what, what makes a good like character design. And, uh, I was expecting the answer of, you got to make it look cool. So I'm going to free phrase <laughs> it with what makes a good character design look cool. I guess. Um, lots of satchels and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. Um, a unique look, I guess. Um, like when I when I first started with Griffin, um, I, I was heavy into like Spawn and, and, and stuff like that, and um, j you know, so I just changing his uh, uh, his color, just you know, just something different. Um, but just I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I was into a lot of sci-fi, a lot of a lot of action movies and stuff like that. Um, so like. Uh, like the whole military stuff, like the gear um, and stuff like that, I love. Um, so I just kind of just implemented that into the character. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't really have a background story on him. Um, actually, when I first drew him, he didn't have that mohawk. He actually wore a mask that looked like his face. <laughs> it, was, it was his face, he was, you know, but he had this like mask that he wore um, that had horns and stuff like that. But um, he didn't have the mohawk. He had like hair kind of covering half of his face and whatever and um you know that's so done and whatever <laughs> so yeah you know, changed them up a bit but yeah like i mean i joke around with, like the satchels and like all that gear and stuff but the, i mean it looks cool you it know? does it, it might oh, not yeah. it might not be the most um, you know walking around like that and uh on an everyday beat cop kind of thing probably it's a, a little overkill but uh, he looks cool doing it. So <laughs> he does yeah I'm, I'm looking i have the i have the one page out that i sent matt this morning where it's um it's him jumping out of the car and then standing in that heroic pose with like the explosion yeah. in the background. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I love, I love the vest. I love the, the, the holster and everything like that. So the I get, yeah, the funny thing is those, those pants with the, um, the like long strands or whatever that's coming off his knees. I actually had those. Those oh, yeah. were real. <laughs> those were real cargos. Oh, um, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> cargo um, pockets actually snapped off you could snap them off but um yeah I, I got i don't even know where i got them from but uh they were like the coolest things when i first got them 
That's so cool. That's so cool. So do you have like, so like there's that historic video of like uh, Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld designing the character with, with like Stan Lee standing over them and they're just adding like pouches and rockets pouches and guns and onto them and everything like that. <laughs> so do you start from like that point where you're just like putting everything into the character and then like pare it down so you can draw him multiple times in the comic uh, yeah i mean obviously like putting all that kind of stuff gets it's i i'm cursed with and kenny can can attest to this when i start drawing i sometimes go overboard um yes. and i i have to rein myself and <laughs> kenny has to to rein me back a little bit because i go nuts um and like just adding stuff on so when i you know designing these guys like pounder and butters and, and griffin um you know, at first I was like, oh, yeah, satchel here, pouches here, guns everywhere, knives and whatever. And then you actually start drawing it in, in the panels. I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? Um, you know, when you're trying to draw a page a day or so. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Kind of just um, the silhouette, I think. The silhouette uh, a lot of times. Like, you know, these iconic, iconic combo characters. Um, you know what Batman looks like, just mm -hmm. the silhouette. Um, you know what uh, Wolverine probably looks like just a silhouette um, I mean I try I don't know how successful I am would say like Griffin with the Mohawk or whatever um, but yeah I think a cool silhouette can go a long way um, just the, I guess the most simple um, you know simplest way to put it okay so I have a, a team question um, over 20 years has the the process evolved to um, have you guys developed a bit of a, uh, a shorthand where you know early on there might have been more you know detailed scripts from Kenny um, or and, and as you guys have worked together you guys are able to sort of like I said use a shorthand to, to get to the point or, or make things run a little bit smoother uh, my scripts are stupid detailed. They always are. <laughs> so like, but Joe, Joe just normally finally, Joe is really good at finding the, the, the most important parts of my script and getting it across to the point where even if there's something he leaves out, he doesn't leave out anything important. So I don't, I don't really have to say anything. So I'd say our shorthand now is just, I give him the script. He gives me the rough. I generally say go, and that's it. It's, 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 that's how it works. So, you know, but he's, you know, the worst thing that we normally catch each other on, and we, we made this mistake in Upstarts issue one on, like, I think page four. We broke the 180 rule, and none of us caught it. And uh, I was like, oh, man. And But now, like, like so many roughs, but the, I think the, the, the biggest um, thing that, that we work on now is, like, don't send them to the group. Send them just to me, <laughs> so, so, so that because everybody else is, whoa, that looks fantastic. And meanwhile, I'll be doing something. We won't see it till four hours later. And can he become a bad guy? Yeah, just, just, just <laughs> do it over. Yeah, I'm like, no, dude, you got, you got, that's not right. You know, you missed this or something. But now he just, I pretty much, I almost feel like I could just tell him, um, you know, just here's what I want, and just he, he goes with it. I can almost just tell him, yeah, it's good to go. But you know, we try and I, I just want to try and make sure every everything's done right at this point but joe's so easy I, I don't have to do really much editing either so and, and that could be just maybe i'm an easy writer i don't, I don't know but like, yeah um, yeah following his scripts are pretty pretty easy um i've worked with not that i've worked with a lot of other writers but you know he is detailed but he gives me freedom um you know to how the layout goes and everything 
Um, I apologize if you hear my family. They're watching um, something downstairs and they're going no crazy. No worries. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, very detailed, but he definitely gives me that freedom to kind of kind of go crazy, which sometimes he, he lets me go, but sometimes it just needs to, to calm down a little bit. But, um, yeah, uh, and as far as short, I think we've always worked like that. Yeah, it's, um, we've always worked really well together too. You yeah, know, I, I'm, I, again, I'm easy and, and he's easy. Um, more recently, I was trying to work on a comic with someone, and they didn't understand sequentials. I was trying to help them out, but I, I could not. Like the camera angles were so bad and stuff, I was just like, I, you know, I, I appreciate that you want to work with me, but I think we gotta we gotta work on something else. Okay. And uh, but you know, with Joe, it's just here, go, knock it out, and he's, he's done. You know, and his office has become ridiculously fast, you know, much faster than what it used to be. That <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> a compliment there. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered about you because I follow you on Instagram and, like, you're posting consistent, like, like you know, uh, um, I guess, like, uh, preview pages, I guess, portfolio pages. You'll do, like, you know, like, night, like those really great, um, you did those great Iron Fist pages and stuff like that. and. Uh, then you'll do like really great fan art. Then you'll post really great comic art. So yeah, I was wondering how fast you were. Um, yeah. Not how fast, it's just I don't sleep. <laughs> I really don't sleep. <laughs> but no, all kidding aside though, I that's how it was when I was in college. Um, four hours of sleep to me. Until this day, I can run off of four hours of sleep. It's yeah. kind of scary and it's probably very unhealthy. Although I just had a checkup and I was okay. Well, okay. Um, but yeah i mean i can uh, you know and now that working as an artist full-time um which i made you know me and my family made that decision two years ago now um it's working out definitely you know i have more time and more energy to focus on stuff that i love so that's why i'm like constantly like putting stuff out there even if it's just you know whatever um but yeah um i mean i try to go as fast as i can uh it all depends on my, I guess, mood and inspiration. Um, you know, some of the commissions I take are a little bit more challenging because I'm not really into it. I'm like, yeah, take it because I'll take your money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of times when I'm inspired, I will, I will, you know, my, my, I have to remind myself to like, hey, you actually have a family and you have to eat and you have to sleep. So you have to stop. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know, hopefully, I mean, as far as sequentials, I would, Honestly, I'd like to get a little faster, um, you know, to come up with the layout and put at least pencils down, um, even rust. Uh, I'd like to get it in a day um, consistently, which I haven't yet. And yeah. Joe, uh, what's your what's your uh, style? Are you traditional, digital, or combination of the two? Um, as far as my line work, it's traditional: um, pencils, pen, uh, ink, and brush. Um, all of my pretty much. Uh, 90% of my colors are digital. Um, mm -hmm. I also work with Copic markers and stuff like that. If, um, you know, doing conventions and if anybody wants to commission me to do that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, traditional. Um, I think I've only had one piece was, that was totally digital. Um, I just love the feel of actually drawing on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done, you have this actual thing you're holding in your hand. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know if that's being old school or being whatever, but yeah, that's uh, I, I prefer doing it that way. Although, you know, back in my head, I know that 
digital is definitely a big thing for us. Yeah. Jared does all of his uh, original pages are up as rewards on the Kickstarter. <laughs> oh. oh, very cool. Oh, that's yeah. an incentive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by so the that's... way, guys, I emailed you all a copy of um, Broken. In, in oh, sweet. Just now, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, so yeah. that's a good segue. Let's talk a little bit more about the, the Kickstarter and Upstarts. How did you guys link up with uh, the, 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 the publisher here? Um, well, they reached out to Joe a while back, and um, Joe, um, you know, Joe had them. We all ended up uh, grouped up, and they, they're kind of a startup at the mm -hmm. time, and um, they had a pretty solid plan. So um, we went with them. We did. We they ran Upstarts one. We got it out. They got the rewards out. Um, so it was their first book. Yeah, it's their, it was first their first book. book. Wow. They, they've done right by us. You know, I've worked with, they've worked on a couple of other books. I've worked on a couple of things with them. I actually was doing some editing for another series they're putting out soon uh, for a new writer um, with, with, with the, uh, uh, one of the other guys that, one of the guys that runs Ink Storage, uh, Ink Forge, Chris. Uh, I always butcher their last name, so we're just going to we call him Chris. Okay. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was he's looking at art. his last name. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, he's an artist on uh, this comic called Essence, and I've been editing for for that. And uh, but yeah, they, they they've been good to us. You know, they're doing right by us, and uh, you know, yeah, no complaints. But uh, yeah, yeah, nice guys. Yeah. Nothing, some nice guys. That's really impressive for their first book. This is really like this is great quality um, yeah. in print and in colors, and of course in art and writing as well. That's yeah, that's. Colorist Dennis, uh, I, I want to say his name is Lehman. He's a German dude. Mm -hmm. uh, I always, I always am nervous I'm going to mispronounce somebody's name. Um, but yeah, he's he's fantastic as well. And then, yeah, you know they used a uh, offset printer. Uh, it took a little longer to get the book, but you know that's okay for the quality we got. Yeah, I mean, well, I remember reading it when I got it from Joe two years ago, thinking like this is big two quality printing right here, and. Uh, I'm always, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest expert there, but you know, when you feel it, you feel it, you know, and, and you can, when you can see it as well. Oh uh, yeah. I think when we first, that, that, when we first see those books, Kenny, like when we were that night that, um, definitely for me, that night when we were signing them. Yeah. That, we signed, we signed yeah. to the backers and we met up and we came I mean, and I had met the, up and, oh man, yeah. was, I, I was like, wow, I this is beautiful. Eating yeah. grin on my face, just like, you know, seeing this physical copy, it was like, man, this looks good. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, the quality is all, you know, was was pretty awesome. So I was very happy. Very, now, very I'm happy. throwing it in Matt's That's face because he doesn't have one. Oh, no. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I have an, I have an issue, too, coming to me, though. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, like, tips or, like, advice that you might be able to give, like, indie creators if somebody comes to them and says, hey, I want to be your publisher? Um, I know there's, like, uh, you know, everybody sort of wants to, like, check people out and vet them. Like, do you have any, like, tips or thoughts on, on that? Uh, first thing I say is what's your plan? Mm -hmm. uh, you got to ask them what your plan is because – it's really easy, you know, and, and it's really easy to get wrapped up. Hey, you get excited, you know, somebody that says they're a publisher and even a new publisher like that, it comes up and says, hey, I'm going to take care of your stuff for you, right? Um, and, and I'll do right by you and, and then I'll run your Kickstarter for you. Well, in truth, you know, I, I've run all my own campaigns for Low Life, so, I, you know, it's right. something I can do on my own. 
So mm-hmm. why would I, uh, why, what else are you going to do for me? And if they have a solid enough plan that it's worth listening to, I'll give them a shot. But my biggest advice is if the only thing they're offering you is to run your Kickstarter for you and, and everything like that, then you, you really got to, you, you might want to look elsewhere because you know, okay. that's, uh, that's not really um, the best. No plan is not the best plan. That, mm-hmm. that shooting from the hip is not the not the best uh, format to follow. So, because the publisher's job is to get your book in the hands of of, of the people that it needs to be in the hands of. So, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, um, and and I know how it works too. Like, with, for example, with Diamond, we were in the first book, so I knew they weren't going to be able to get that first book into Diamond into previews until we had a second. So that's why I kind of still went with them you know it took us so long to get back to the second book unfortunately um but now you know they have a plan so you know we're gonna get we're gonna get the books into the hands of uh hands of everybody hopefully someday (laughs) very cool and joe working with like other publishers was that uh an advantage that you had you you've you've done an image book and some some other other publishers were were you able to sort of take that experience and when when folks come to you, like the the opportunity for upstarts, were you able to sort of have a bit of a knowledge base and say, "Hey, this person looks like they're on target. This this person, you know, might be selling me a bill of goods that they can't really deliver on." Yeah, um, definitely experience. Um, I'm actually the the work that I did for um, um, Lionforge. Uh, I I did that after I you know after upstarts, the first mm-hmm. upstarts, and um, yeah, no, just being an artist is so easy, especially if you're, you know, unpublished or up and coming and like you're really hungry. It's really easy to get like, you know, and it's funny, it's, it's even a cliche now, you know, with artists like, um, you know, I, yeah, uh, let me hire you uh, or, you know, exposure, yada, yada. Um, you know, I can't pay you right now, but, you know, we want to do this, this, this and this, you know, it's like, you don't want to do any work for free. I understand mm-hmm. getting your name out there, getting, getting exposure and whatever. It, it is important, you know, um, but you can't take your work for granted, all your hard work for granted. So I don't know. I mean, this take your advice or, or not. I mean, it's, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, like you know, do your homework, research the people that's, you know, that, that, that are, are reaching out to you. Um, you know, with 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 um, Inkforge, Chris, he was the one who who reached out to me, and he said he was a, he's an artist. So I started looking at stuff. I'm like, man, this guy's really good. Um, he's been doing um, a few books uh, with another publisher, you know, before before they uh, they started uh, Inkforge. And I was like, all right, you know, this guy definitely has his hand on. Um, you know, he knows what he's doing, and he's an artist. Mm-hmm. So I kind of put that trust in him. Like, like he wouldn't. I mean, you know, you never know what motivates people, but I was like, back in my head, I'm like, he's an artist. He understands, what, you know, what, what artists are looking for. And, you know, and hopefully he doesn't, he doesn't do another artist wrong um, um, since he's an artist himself. So, you know, I definitely, at the time I was like, yeah, you know, I really need to get back into, into doing comics and to getting into art um, in general, um, just kind of sidetrack at the time we me and kenny got together and started doing upstarts i actually kind of took a little not even a little like a five-year hiatus into doing anything serious with my artwork you know i did Mm -hmm. like commissions and stuff like that but um you know or but yeah took took a little bit off 
a uh, few years just doing light, basically, um, just doing other stuff. But um, all my other comics are doing it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, just do your research, see who's you know what what they've done before. Um, you know, there's even in the indie, I guess. And, you know, I'm not too versed in it, but. You know, there's some names out there that you, you can, if you do a little, even the tiny, tiniest bit of research, like, oh, yeah, I need to stay away from this person. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, this, you know, they're, they're actually doing stuff. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to go, yeah, you have to take some chances. Um, you know, you can't win big if you don't take chances, but you got to mm-hmm. be smart. Um, but as an artist, I try to say don't do anything um, for free. You know, don't take your talent for granted. That's a lot of hard work. For you might get paid in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if that's the route you're taking, if you want to take that chance, just make sure you do, you do your homework on it. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good advice all around. And uh, so with uh, Upstarts 2, is it about the same page length? Are you guys sort of going for the more standard issue? It's going to be 22 pages again. Okay. Um, uh, we're, we're sticking with that. And, and now, when we did Upstarts 1, Joe's, like, really fast now. When we did Upstarts 1, he was still working, like, a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you know, man. And uh, he was new to doing, like, sequential pages. And so it took a lot longer. But now, it, I mean, the book is – it's not quite half done, but it's its almost half halfway done already. Nice. So, um, you know, that's – and it's moving a lot faster. So hopefully the sooner we get it done um, – Actually, I've got to finish the script because I, I, I trashed some things, you know, and, and started redoing it. So now he's, I'm like, oh, crap, Joe is catching up to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go back. It used to be I could be like, all right, here, Joe, here's five pages. And six months later, I needed to start page six. <laughs> and now it's like, wow, oh, crap, he's moving really fast. He's about to pass me up. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, hopefully with as fast as he is now, uh, we can – we can start right away on issue three. We can get those books printed, get them back to the backers, and, and jump right into issue three. And while there's the downtime, I'll, I'll of course be doing my, my next issue of Low Life or whatnot. But um, you know, I, I just I really want it to move fast. I want to get that first volume. I've got the whole thing outlined, actually most of the script written. Um, but you know, it's just kind of putting in those fine tweaks. Uh, I've learned a lot. You know, I took me since I've met Joe almost 20 years ago, in my opinion, to learn how to even write comics, and I'm still learning new things. So, um, you know, uh, I learned how to cut out the fluff and stuff and be able to tell more of the story in a shorter time. So, you know, we're keeping everything 22 pages still for now and, um, you know, going from there. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how everything pans out. Hopefully um, uh, we can get it done fast and get the books in everybody's hands. And you know, actually, hopefully we get funded so we can, definitely get it done fast <laughs> so uh uh and get get the books out but yeah like i say we've been and, and that's another good thing about age force they they pay joe's page rate you know they they give him what, he, nice. what he's owed yeah. they, they work it out with him and uh uh you know that's that's so much so many people that are publishers they're like hey give me your book i'll, right. I'll run a kickstarter and then they run and this has been happening a little bit lately it's been kind of the indie like joe's not not I know he doesn't pay as much attention as I do because mm-hmm. I do a lot more of my own creation type stuff. But, you know, that's a big thing right now. There are, are indie publishers that are 
you know, they're, they're, they're getting with these artists and these creators and they're putting stuff out and then they're not, they're not delivering. So mm-hmm. it makes, makes it look bad as a whole. So I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, that doesn't become a trend for others. I know it won't be for us. It'll, you know, worst case scenario, if for some reason our publisher was doing that, I would handle everything because that's, that's just me. But, you know, like I say, towards that the man last time, they're going to meet again this time. So that's very cool. That, uh, they've been really good yeah. to us. So, so uh, Kenny, you said that you have, uh, you have the first uh, art planned out. Um, do you, do you envision like how many issues you think it's going to take? Is it going to be that sort of standard five issues for, <coughs> for a volume that, that we're sort five. of used to? Yeah, it's going to be five. Um, I, I was trying at one point, I was thinking I should cut it down to four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it's just, it's a really fun story. It's really yeah. fun. It's a great, it's a great galaxy. Um, not the two line horde or anything, but the way that you add that with, with the way Joe draws everything, um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's and one of the things that I like about it. It's one of the reasons it's my favorite story that I write is that I, I don't, I write because I write. So I'm not taking myself too seriously. So, I mean, I know you've read the story. It's obviously action packed, but it's, there's quite a bit of comedy in it. Like almost oh, yeah. comedy. So like, it's, that's, that's why I think that I really just need to tell everything, give as much of that as I possibly can and, and uh, you know, get it all out there so that when it finally does, that arc ends, people are satisfied that way. If it just dies and, it, and, and we never do any more, um, you know, the, the, the asteroid floats off into space, never to be seen again. But guess what? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, we still told a good story, but, uh, you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, yeah, five, five issues, probably about, you know, 96 arc pages or so. So what are some of the, uh, the writing challenges of uh, writing an arc and giving it an ending, but also maybe leaving it uh, somewhat open-ended that if you want to come back at a, at a later date and uh, expand on the story, what are some of the challenges there? Uh, the challenge there is, is, is more, for me, it's to even think about it beyond that, where the arc ends. Okay. Uh, a lot of times I, I don't think about that. I'm like, this is where... I want it to end, but I have to figure out a, a, a way to, um, but well, yeah, actually now I'm thinking, yeah, I just don't think about it. You know, ultimately it's, there's not really a challenge. It's just kind of like, this is where I want it to end and it's going to end there or it's not. And okay. that's, that's just kind of where I go with it. Um, but it's an indie comic. So I, I, I don't hold any delusions that, you know, it's, it's, it's potential to go on for 200 uh, issues, you know, as much as that, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, think that way because I'm a realist at this point and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll just be happy to get, get a trade of it, you know, get a full trade. That'd be fantastic. So yeah, I don't, I, if I think too much past that, then I start thinking about a story beyond where it's going to end. And then I think, I'll second guess what I'm writing. So I tend not to, uh, not to really think about it too much. Okay. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. You wouldn't want to, uh, you wouldn't want to influence what you're trying to accomplish now in this volume with right. something that may come to, to be at a later date. So that right. makes a lot of sense. Actually, the, uh, the only continuation I even have, I have a concept for it. It's not even on the same characters. It's called, uh, it's called the space rock and it's about, uh, 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 an outer space tattoo parlor that gets wrapped up in like 
trying to protect a, 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 a small astro floating asteroid planet from monsters. So it's like they're, they're just a bunch of tattoo aliens. So it's, it's completely ridiculous. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes if Bob starts. <laughs> it's okay. Have you got designs for that, Joe? No, it's for some of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Breaking, breaking news. Oh, this is going to be historic. Yeah. It's going to be called the Space Rock Tattoo Shop. So, like, nice. That's, that's, but I didn't want to start it until I was done upstart. So, yeah. Well, maybe but, maybe yeah. the shop can make a cameo in one of these pages. So, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, man. There you go. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. And uh, so, I guess, Joe, uh, I have a similar question for you. When you're, when you get the script for an issue and, and, uh, like, you know, do you get like, do you just thumbnail out the, all the pages that Kenny gives you right then and there? Or do you go page by page with your roughs? I go page by page. Um, uh, in, I've worked with other publishers, which when, you know, that required for like the whole book to be uh, laid out first. Um, I can't do it, but it just gets, I don't know. By the end of the book, I'm just like, I'm doing things over and over again. And I just didn't, didn't like working it that way. So I, you know, on this and, and Kenny's pretty, pretty open with it. So I do page by page. Um, I kind of treat each page as like, you know, just one single image or one single thing that somebody's going to look at. So, right. you know, I don't want to half-ass it, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, sometimes you do, you have, there, there's a, um, somewhere I read it's uh it's not the best, but it's finished or some along those lines. Sometimes you do have to say, it's not perfect. It's finished though. It's finished. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do keep that in mind, but at the same time, I don't want to half ass a page. And then, you know, I come back to it and I'm like, Oh my God, how did, I mean, what, what were you doing with this? Um, you know, obviously some pages aren't as important as other pages. And sometimes you just have to, 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 you know, knock that one out. But, um good case in point is the page that i just finished uh what page was that kenny seven, seven. yeah so it, it, in this page um so yeah i mean i do a rough um and then you know i'll send it out to to kenny um which he automatically approves anyway so but uh i should just surprise him he's like hey here's here's the pages <laughs> without any layouts but um no so this page is is uh um it's uh you know, it sets the, the, the stage, basically. Um, Mel McCobb's uh, limo or floating limo or whatever is, you know, landing on a rooftop kind of landing pad, this and that. There's like a million people, basically, that's that's on there. So um, I definitely had this, you know, when I was laying it out, I had this Blade Runner, um, you know, city skyline kind of thing and like morning cars coming down. And I really wanted to get it right. So... I mean, I, it was it kicked my butt. It kicked my butt. Even then, the layout, I was like, Ooh, how am I going to do this? It was the roughest thing, and I sent it over. I was like, back in my head, I was like, yeah, this one's going to be a little, a little challenge. Yeah, that was definitely the one that took you the longest so far. Yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, um, but, yeah, you know, um, I, I usually do a quick layout. And a lot of times, even working with um, Lineforge, um, it was rare that I had to redo a layout. Um, and a lot of times I just co- go with my first gut instinct on a layout. Um, but you know, obviously the, there's some corrections that need to be done sometimes if I miss something, or, 
you know, or, you know, just um, somebody's not looking the right way or whatever, um, then I have to do it. But a lot of times, so just quick lay it out. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. And I send it over and you know, magically enough, it, it gets approved. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a uh, I have a Kickstarter question. How are you guys maintaining your uh, sanity during the Kickstarter? Are you guys constantly uh, refreshing the pages, or since somebody else is handling it, are you sort of uh, just checking? I checking constantly in? refresh it. It's okay. Nonstop. And, and to, to be clear, I, I built that page. Like I, that <laughs> oh, okay. made me like everything there was all it's pretty much me. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, like I even handled the video. Like I have an award-winning actor doing the voiceover on the video for one of oh, the parts wow. of it. Yeah. So like, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, that it's constant refresh. It's constant refresh. And like, um, I didn't actually realize that we were that they were going to go live so fast. So mm -hmm. it was like next thing I know there was an event that, but I was like, oh wait a minute, let me see the page, and then I went in and fixed everything and, and uh, got it got it working really nice not that it was bad but you know the uh, uh don uh just didn't, hadn't had a lot of time so i was like dude let me go ahead and, and fix this and do it for you but uh, yeah i looked at it all day it's just refresh 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 it, it definitely makes me crazy um I, i'll be honest i want to be a little bit further than where we are now um but uh, I, I think it's still scooping out yeah I, I think for me it's a little bit easier um because i'm constantly drawing mm -hmm. so it's like um i have work to do um you know with, with the pages that i that i that i'm on right now actually after this page um i guess i am going to go into watch and see mode but um so i had these pages that uh that um are already scripted out and laid out and whatever so that's what i've been working on so mm -hmm. i haven't really been like refresh 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 I do. We are in the you know a group chat or whatever, and I constantly see Don and Kenny like dinging the phone. I'm like trying to keep up like what they're like talking about, and I'm like, oh, I, I want to chime in, but I'm so <laughs> um, and I I admit, and I told Kenny this, and I'll try to be better. Uh, I'm not the best at promoting, which um, is gonna even you kill you. One of these days. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, even for myself, I don't I don't promote myself. Yeah, even in uh, you know enough, but um, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying my best. In comics, it's real important. You know, I get on I get on Joe a lot with this. Uh, you know, people, obviously, comics first and foremost. And as much as I love writing them, and as much as I love telling the great story, the first thing that you look at, and, and I I can guarantee you, you know, the, the reason you picked up that book wasn't because you looked at it and said that's going to be a fantastic story. The first thing that caught your eye was that cover. You know, yeah. was 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 Joe's art. So like with comics and, and um, you know, I had this, I've had this issue with not, and it's not just Joe, so don't feel bad on that, dude. It's like <laughs> artists in general that, yeah, that, will happily draw your comic and they love it. And then they don't make any posts throughout the campaign. It's like, <laughs> you're, the first and, you're the first and last thing they see, guys. Like, out, We're working too hard. This is going to be so much <laughs> harder. So, yeah, it's like, but, you know, I, and, and like I say, Joe, Joe, Joe has actually promoted a bit uh, on this. He just, you know, it's too poor. Well, that was, it was Joe's <laughs> that made me want him on the, on the show. I've been wanting to, I've been trying to look for an excuse to get Joe on the show 
Oh man, that's and, awesome. <laughs> and then I was, but then when he, when I saw that this was the second issue is going to kickstart, I was like, oh, I love the first book. I want to have them on. Yeah, so that's great. I'm well, I'm I'm, go, I'm coming you. to your yeah. so I'm coming to your aid, Joe. I'll, I'll defend you there. It was there you go. Yeah. See, Kenny, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hey, look, at this promotion is it's great, man. I love being on these kind of things and talking. I can talk all day anyway. I'm an I'm an outgoing guy. I'm not like overly introverted, so you know it's it's uh, I don't really have that kind of an issue. Some people I've seen get on interviews, and they freeze up and panic, but you know, <laughs> just, eh, whatever. You know, if you don't like me, you know. Oh, well, I'm, I don't have anybody that doesn't like me. I'm that, that much of <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so no, um, what kind right. of uh, con presence do, do you guys or your publisher, what kind of uh, con presence do you guys have? Joe is much – now, that's the thing. Joe is much better about that than I am. Okay. Um, and, and for me, a lot of times it comes down to – Cons are expensive, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're not cheap uh, yeah. to get set up, to go there, to get everything. So a lot of times for me, uh, it's it's easier now. My, my sons are both grown now, so I'm not constantly worried about kids and, you know, stuff like that like I used to. But uh, uh, it, it's real expensive. And, and like Joe, he, he'll make a ton of money doing commissions and prints and all kinds of stuff. For me, I go to cons and I, I try to try to network and stuff, and that's the main reason for, for – writers especially get at cons but again they become so expensive that if i don't have a lot of my books there mm -hmm. uh, to sell and i'm not going to sell out of them then you know sometimes it's you know it becomes such a struggle for me to get to go um you know of course you got to justify to the family and everything like that that hey i've got to go spend 285 dollars for this table and I i'm gonna make maybe 50 of that back, you know, by the time I'm done with food and, and drinks and, and, you know, spending all my money on other people's stuff while I'm there anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. So, uh, but we are going to be doing a con, um, actually on the 14th, we're going to be doing the Annapolis Comic Con. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. That's, nice. that's, that's like 20 minutes from my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't awesome. know you guys were from Maryland. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I've been looking for an excuse to go, and now I have one. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah there you um, go. That was okay. very last minute, too. Uh, Kenny reached out to uh, to Ben, who runs um, Comic-Con and Awesome Con, too, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, what was it? When you reached out to him, like, last week or so? Yeah, um, well, you know, I, I saw – actually, there's a game store, a local game store to me. Um, and they, they handed me a fire, like, man, you got to go to this. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know what was going on. So I reached out. I emailed him and said, look, is it too late to get us a table? And Ben wrote me back and was like, no, man. He goes, go ahead and apply. And then Joe uh, sent him the application because I don't have Photoshop skills. So I had him forge my, all my signature and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, he did all that and sent it in. And, and we got it in. So, yeah, we're going to be there. I had no yeah. idea you guys were from Maryland. I thought, I was like, oh. These guys might be Canadian for all. Of <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely yeah. Be there. Yeah, uh, cool. Very cool. Very excited about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely gonna because I don't have I have I have Joe's signature on the book, but I don't have uh, Kenny's signature. So. Yeah, Brian, I'll sign it. Yeah. yeah. I also have um, copies of a book called another Inkforge book called Follow the Wave there that I, I wrote for. It's by uh, this artist called Stefano Cardicelli, Italian dude. Does work for. Uh, heavy metal magazine he did the wow. ozzy 
Osborne, comic book, all that stuff. His art is absolutely, it's very stylized. It's all watercolor, and he does it on a comic. So it's really, really big. Uh, But I I have those there. You know, I got to write the uh, the whole, um, it's basically a Moby Dick, diesel punk Moby Dick monster story. So it's fun. You'll like that, too. That's very, my alley. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, guys, I have enjoyed uh, enjoyed this uh, interview, and I'm actually more excited to know that uh, in just a few days I'll be able to to see you guys in person. Um, it's be my birthday too, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every, everybody bring everybody bring Joe a gift. Yes, I like donuts. Well, if he's with me, he's gonna like shots. So just bring him a couple no, shots, man. you know. <laughs> Awesome. No, I, I don't know about all that. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, so as we close up here, uh, let's let's start off with uh, Joe. Let everybody know where they can follow you online. I know Noah said that you have a uh, a pretty uh, robust uh, Instagram account, but uh, why don't why don't you shout out your your social media for everybody? Yeah. Um, so Instagram is basically I, I keep that the most um, current. Um, so, you know, so easy to, to, to add, but it's, um, at Joe, J O E underscore Jaro, J R O. Um, also I have, uh, Jose dash Jaro at squarespace.com. It's my website. I know I need to update it more often, but I don't, um, I'll try hard, harder. Um, and my, um, Facebook page, uh, it's, uh, uh, art of Jose Jaro on Facebook. I mean, that links to my, um, my Instagram's linked to that, so whatever I put up on Instagram automatically goes there. So, yeah, awesome. And Kenny, how about Etsy you? Store too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Joe, you have an awesome Etsy store. I really love that. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and to the top of my head, I don't remember what my Etsy <laughs> name is. Jesus. Um, <laughs> We were, we were, so Kenny, this is this is what you're telling them about promotion, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that, man. <laughs> yeah. Just look up my name. It's you know, but the link is on my IG page. There you go. <laughs> cool, Kenny. Uh, how about how about for you? How about uh, where people can find you online? Uh, people can find me at um, on Instagram. That's where I do a lot of my posts um, right now. Uh, Instagram is at Old Dog Digital. Um, the acronym for that is odd so if you can remember odd then just remember old dog digital uh, okay that's that's my instagram um for upstarts there's an upstarts facebook page it's um at upstarts comic uh and then there's a low life facebook page it's at low life comic and um but yeah I, I i'm on twitter as well but i don't really I don't mess with Twitter too much. I feel like sometimes that turns into a bit of a suspect. So I tend to uh, I tend to stick with Instagram and Facebook for now. But uh, Twitter, Same if you here. want to find me, if you do want to find <laughs> Twitter, it's uh, at Bionic Celery. Yes, this, Very the, it's that ridiculous of a name. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, and uh, we want to encourage everybody to to go to Kickstarter and search for for Upstarts and uh, check that out and give it a give it a pledge. So uh, we will have a link to all of this stuff and certainly a a link to the to the Kickstarter and the show notes for this podcast. Well, guys, I uh, I really enjoyed talking uh, comics and talking art with you guys, and uh, we'll definitely be linking up uh, very soon in the real world. So that's that's very cool. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, guys. Um, so if anybody would uh, like to give us a rating or review on whatever podcasting service that you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at Construct- 
Com Pod. We're on Instagram at Constructing Comics, Facebook and YouTube Constructing Comics. And we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thank you.